for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father and prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace somebody say and peace of his of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end of his government and of his peace there shall be no end of his governance is ever increasing and his peace is permeating throughout the world wherever a gatekeeper say I am a gatekeeper wherever a human stands in a place and calls forth the name of Jesus the Prince of Peace comes and begins to bring peace I want you to take your finger like this Come on, everybody, take your right finger. If you're a human, just right in this room. Take your, and point it out. Extend your arm. And say this after me. Say, peace to the storms. Be still to the environment. In Jesus' name. Let's do that again. Hold up your finger. Every storm in your life right now. Everything that is contrary to your dream right now. We are we are addressing it in the mighty name of Jesus. Are you ready? Peace! Peace. Be still! Peace to the storms! Be still environment! In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise this morning. I decree and declare this morning. Sheldon, can you just turn me up just a little bit? I decree and declare this morning, this day, peace over everything you're walking through. The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace is, his name is Jesus. Say Jesus. Come on, say Jesus. Now say it like you mean. Say Jesus. Jesus is the name that is above every other name. There is no, no rival. There's no There's no equal yin and equal yang. There's no equal good and equal bad. There's a great big God and a defeated devil. There's a great big God and a defeated devil. That's all there is. Say, I won the war. Jesus won the war for me. The battles I'm facing are not to define me, deny me, or delay me. The battles I face.
every day are to increase me in authority so I can rule and reign like God called me to. Your battles that you face, you're not, I've heard prophets say that we're in a season of war and, and I understand what they're saying because we are in a season where we must take back everything. We are in a season where we must take back everything that the enemy has stolen. David was on a 2,605 day journey. No, sorry, 6,205 day journey. From the time that he got anointed as king over Israel to take the place of Saul until the day that he got received a crown from the very enemy that just about killed him three days previous. And on day 6,203 of a 6,205 day journey, all hell broke loose. Everything tries to stop you from taking your next step of elevation to be a greater influence on your spheres. The enemy doesn't want you to step into everything that God has purchased for you. So he pulls out all the stops. And a lot of you people, even as Kristen was, was sharing with us today, a lot of people have lost a lot of things. But we're here now. We're still standing. We're still believing. We're still in church. We're still, we're still standing on the word of God. We're still praising him. What am I saying to you this morning? It's not time to give up. It's not time to give in. It's not time to escape. I want to tell you, it's not time to take off and it's not time to escape. It's time to take over. It's time to take dominion. It's time to take back everything that the enemy has stolen from you. It's time for you to rise up in the midst of everything contrary to God's dream for your life and have the audacity to praise him one more time. I, I want to tell you, he is the conqueror, the conquering king. We need to look to him. We need to allow our gaze to fix upon him. We need to take our eyes off of what we're going through. And we, with intentionality, need to put our eyes on who we're going to. Somebody say, my gaze determines my days. Say, give me eyes to see, Dad. Give me eyes to see. Ears to hear. A mind to perceive. what you are doing Holy Spirit we need to be overwhelmed by your goodness this day dad we we need you I prophesied to the breath of God right now according to Ezekiel chapter 37 breath of God breathe upon our lives this day breathe into our minds this day rock hakodesh holy breath of God <sighs> breathe Blow away 
the cobwebs. Blow away the distractions. Blow away, Lord God. The herd. Blow away. Father God, breathe into a Rakho Kadesh. Holy breath of God. Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Begin to flow throughout every cell, organ, and tissue of my body, of our bodies. Right now, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Just inhale his goodness right now. The atmosphere of heaven is here right now. The atmosphere of heaven is charged right now. It's, it's rising in the midst of you and mantling you and quickening you right now. Allow him, allow him the, the privilege and the, and the pleasure of bringing deliverance to your life. Just refocus. Just say, Jesus, you are Lord and Holy Spirit, come into my life. He wants to save you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to heal you more than you want him to. Say, I receive you this morning, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, King of glory. Sweep in and throughout these these chairs overwhelm us this day Lord we need to be overwhelmed by your loving kindness once again help us daddy father God as I preach the gospel this morning as I begin to declare from the holy scriptures I'm asking for a transformation of our minds Lord God Father there's so many things trying to arrest our minds so many things are trying to get the attention of our thoughts Father God we need our minds transformed and fortified by the washing of the water of the word of God as I preach the, the gospel and the word of faith that the apostles preached Lord God we I thank you Lord and I thank you Father God for this season of the restoration of all things I thank you for this season, Lord God, of recovery. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Can you, can you thank the worship team this morning? And if you can do me the distinct privilege of, of just one more time giving God a hand clap of praise for everything that he's doing for you. Hallelujah. Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Okay, just before, I, I got I to uh, change an announcement. The tacky sweater in the family service is not next week. It's the 18th of December. That's very important to know. Okay, good. So, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. 
the counselor. Jesus, Jesus is everything. My kids went to a Christian uh, public school from the age of... yeah, private Christian school. Yeah. Okay. Just help me preach this morning. I'll get something right. Thank God for his mercy and his grace. Um, so they went to a private Christian school that I paid for. A lot of money for. And it... They would say things like, if they didn't know the answer about it, they would put Jesus down because Jesus is the answer for everything. And, and what are you supposed to do? You can't give them enough for that. You just, you just got to encourage them to maybe learn this stuff a little bit better. Yeah. But, but I want to tell you unequivocally that Jesus is the answer. The scourge that is upon the kingdom of God in the world today is what I call casual Christianity. I thought you were the joy guy. Mm, yeah, I am. Because this will give you joy. Casual Christianity is killing your dream. Casual Christianity is the thing that sucks the life out of your purpose. Casual Christianity is like being a a Hindu. You know, God bless the Hindus, but they can just add another God onto their compartmentalization. And they can just add Jesus in. And it doesn't doesn't mean, like, you take everything that you could possibly take from every different situation if you don't know the truth, that you just, you just, you're looking for, desperately looking for answers. And, oh, Jesus sounds like it's the best thing. Right now, it's the, it's the treat of the week. It's the, the popular thing uh, at times. And, and I'm going to try Jesus. I, I want to say to you to this morning, you don't try Jesus. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. And the thing that is destroying the kingdom of God greater than the enemy or viruses or, or government overreach or whatever you want to put your, your claim on, I want to tell you, it's us not living the life that God intended us to as consecrated unto him. Somebody say amen. amen. Help the preacher out. Casual Christianity is where we live one life on Sunday and a different life all the rest of the week. Oh, you're so mean, Barry. No. No, I love you to tell you the truth. Because the life I live... The abundant life I live, and no matter what the circumstance, or no matter what the situation, no matter what the problem, no matter what the pain, no matter what the lion, the the mountain, or the giant that I'm facing every day, it doesn't matter because I'm consecrated to him. He's my covering, and I have a, a way to receive his power no matter what the situation. If it looks absolutely death defy, it looks impossible. None of these things move me. Why? Because he is my Lord. And he 
is my savior. And this is not a casual thing. So I pray right now, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, for the spirit of conviction and the spirit of reconciliation to come upon all of our lives right now in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. The Father wants to give to you the treasures. He wants to give you life and life that much more abundantly. He he wants to give you pleasures forevermore. Psalm 1611 says, he says, at my right hand are pleasures forevermore but it doesn't just work because you just say God I need you and then you don't speak to him ever again for the next three or four days five six days or next time you go to church it has to do with intimacy and and laying down your life and giving and giving God supremacy and when you do this I want to guarantee everything contrary begins to be afraid of what God is about to do in your life Say, Father, give me a grace for consecration. Father, I receive it right now. What has been happening over the last three years is to try to get us ready for the weightiness of the glory of God. One encounter in his glory changes everything. But it's up to you to maintain at that level and then increase. He can change your life in an instant. But you need to press in and make him Lord so you can sustain your deliverance, your healing. There's a sustainability. There's an anointing to get free. And then there's, a, there's an anointing to stay free. And it has to do with Intimacy. It has to do with having constant encounters with your heavenly father. Say, Father, deliver me from casual Christianity. In Jesus' mighty name. Can I just have everybody bow your heads and close your eyes? This this is a, a moment. Just please, everybody, just stop talking. Close your eyes. If this convicted you, if this made you upset, I'm asking you right now to just search your heart this morning. Say, Father, give me a grace to repent all the way through. Just with every eye closed and every head bowed. If that has convicted you, could you just lift your hand? If you want to rededicate even your life. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, there's more. I'm not going to embarrass you. That's not my job. This is between you and the Lord. Can everybody pray this after me? Say, Father God, I've missed it. I've been hurt. I've been wounded. I've made a bunch of mistakes. I come before you right now.
in the mighty name of Jesus. And I'm asking you today, Father, that Holy Spirit would come into my life. I believe in what Jesus did. I believe that Jesus laid down his life for my life. He who knew no sin became sin so I could be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, I receive my healing. I receive my deliverance. I receive my salvation this day in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can you give God a hand clap? Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I decree and declare a grace over you to follow through. Follow through with your, your devotion to him. You, you're one, one revelation from stepping out of and underneath of the kingdom of darkness. One revelation and you're, and you're standing in, in the kingdom of the love of his son. One moment, there's a shift. And you are entering into the goodness of the Lord. There, there, this, what you did this morning, what, what I'm addressing today, uh, I, I didn't, I wasn't planning, I was planning on going here, but I want to tell you this, making that decision and, and the, about the, the, the 15 hands that raised, that were raised this morning, that they wanted to break the curse of casual Christianity. When, when this is broken now in Jesus name, say Jesus is Lord of my life. Now, now you've made yourself blessable. He was wanting and he was trying and he was throwing and he was, and he was sending blessings your way, but you, you, you couldn't receive them. But now you're, you've positioned yourself. So you, it's like people say, well, God's taken his hand off of my life and these things are happening. It, it's not, it's not that he took his hand away from you. It's you, you took yourself out from underneath. And now you put yourself back underneath the blessings and the showers of the blessings of the Lord. Say, I receive the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living right now. Hallelujah. Say, this is the day of the restoration of all things. So David, David was on a 6,205 day journey and on 6,203rd day of that journey, all hell breaks loose. The Amalekites come in, burn down Ziklag where he was living with his 600 mighty men. These mighty men were crazy. They were, they were able to take out hundreds of other men. These were mighty men. These were warriors. And, and, they, and they spoke of stoning David, their leader, the one that saved them, the one that rescued them, the one that delivered them out of the hands of the enemy, out of the hands of the king, and, and out of, they owed back taxes. They were wanted for, for crimes and all that. And David restored them all. But yet at that moment of great grief, and sometimes you just lose your mind. Paul the apostle said, he says, the things I want to do, I don't do. 
But the things I don't want to do, I find myself continually doing them. And then he goes, oh, this wretched flesh. Sometimes you have a resurrection of the wretched flesh because of the circumstantial evidence you find yourself in. And sometimes you're just so barraged by the attacks of the enemy that you don't know what to do and you forget who your savior is. Paul the apostle forgot who his savior was. Who will deliver me, he said. Paul the apostle, you're the one that met Jesus. You're the one that got knocked off his, your ass and onto his butt. You're, you're the one that had that received the revelation of from Jesus about Jesus. But I want to tell you, and I want to give you a little bit of mercy and grace this morning. Sometimes you're just overwhelmed. And you don't know where to go and what to do. And if you even forget who your savior is, somebody say Jesus. Jesus. David's men were like that that day. They didn't know what to do. The children were gone. Their homes were burnt down. All their, all their property was stolen. Didn't know, didn't know what to do. And then David comes back. He doesn't bring a railing accusation. He doesn't, he doesn't scold them. He doesn't say, are you kidding me? You guys had nothing before I showed. He didn't go into any of that rhetoric. All, all he did, he said, this is the word of the Lord. And I want to tell you, I, God does not hold anything against you today. He has already forgiven you before you ask for forgiveness. But by you asking for forgiveness, you have set yourself in a place of blessing. He has already, he is not, he is not a God of condemnation. He's not a God of shame. He's not a God if you can do better. He's a God that paid the price before you ever sinned. He sets you eternally free. It's just you receiving. Say, I am a generous receiver of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I am a generous receiver. I am such a generous receiver. David comes back to the, to the 600 men and he, and he says, this is the word of the Lord. And I want to say to you, like David said to them, this is the word of the Lord. We're going to go down. We're going to take back and we're going to recover all. Father, help the faith in the room this morning. Say, I'm going to, to get up out of this pit. I'm going to go down and I'm going to recover all. Father, I don't know how you're going to do it. I trust in you. I trust in your word. I trust that this is the time of the restoration of all things. And I thank you for restoring me. And give me a grace to receive it all and handle it all in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 3, verse 21. So, Pastor Mark Henshaw and Pastor Kevin 
are just coming, probably coming back now from Indiana. Uh, they're at a men's retreat down there. So just pray for their safety and that they would be able to deliver all the goodies that they got from down there. Hallelujah. It looks like they're having a good time. I saw some of the, the posts. Yeah, so Acts chapter uh, 3, verse 21. Nope, that's not the scripture I'm looking for. Okay, who stole my verse? Just talk amongst yourself for a minute. Well, the, the scripture verse that I'm making reference to is the time that Jesus is going to be held back in heaven until the restoration of all things. Acts. It is. Acts chapter 3. So when they had further threatened them, oh, that's because I'm in four. That's really helpful. Okay, here we are. All right, praise the Lord. Help me preach. Whom heaven must receive until the times of the restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. If you go back to Acts chapter 3, verse 19, it says, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so, so that uh, the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that, you may, that your sins may be blotted out. And I want to tell you, what we just did is, is preparing us. The, the blotting out is ek alefo. Somebody say ek alefo. That means to anoint out. There's an anointing that will remove. If you don't have an anointing, if you don't have a grace for something, you cannot do it. But I tell you, there was an anointing of reconciliation in the house, and that's why we went for it when we did. And, and there's a, an anointing to repent. But when you do the, the, the things of your past, God comes, pours in and presses out. It's eklepho, out and to anoint. You get anointed out. Isaiah 10, 27 says that... Uh, this, the burden shall be lifted and the yoke destroyed by, by the anointing oil. There's a, a spirit and the seed of life this morning that is lifting off the burden and destroying the yoke of slavery. This, when, when this is done, when you deal with the issues, when you, when you are, are coming before him on a regular basis, is when he can begin to bring the restoration of all things. All things are beginning to be restored to you, through you, and for you. In, in Psalms chapter 23, it says, I, I, he will deliver you, and he will heal you, and he will restore to you. Psalms 23. Let's just go there quickly. 
It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Your spirit is born again. Your spirit is seated in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers of darkness right now. You're living in the kingdom of God. You're living at the right hand of the power source of all of creation. This is who your spirit is. Say, I am a spirit. I live in a body and I possess a soul. My soul is my mind, my will, and my emotions. My soul is being transformed by the washing of the water of the word. My mind is being restored. I am being restored. But my mind, because my mind is being transformed, okay? He's restoring my soul. It's your soul that needs the healing. It's the mind that needs the renewing. It's the emotions that need the fortifying. He restores my soul. He leads me in by the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Somebody say, I'm walking through. Like Kristen said, this too shall pass. I'm walking through. I'm not staying. This is not my identity. What I've been going through is not my identity. My past is not my identity. My sin is not my identity. My culture is not even my identity. None of these things are my... My identity is that I am a son or daughter of God. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There's the rod of correction and the staff of comfort. The, the, the rod of correction. What I, what I, what I, when I was saying about casual Christianity, it's not an easy thing for somebody to just come up and just say that. Because there's a lot of resistance that happens because we don't want to change. Change is, is, is scary. But there, there's a rod of correction. And there's a rod that, that, that we need to submit to. And, it, and it's through his word. He wants to correct you through his word. He wants to give you a, the spirit of humility so that you can bow low and make him Lord. You can't, you can't lift up the most high, but you can go lower. In this season, I, I want you to take some time and just say, Father God, where, where do I need to change so that you can bless me even that much more? So here's the, 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 the rod is comfort. When, when people just pat you on the back and just say yes man to you, they don't love you. They, they just want to get along with you. So it's a rod of correction, but also the staff of comfort. There's a staff of, of protection. It's, 
protection, the staff of protection. So what in, in the Middle East, when, when they're out taking care of the sheep, the wolves in the, mid, in the Middle East are smaller than the wolves that we have over here. And, they, and, and what they would do is when they were out with the shepherd and they're out and they're, and they're feeding and, he, and, and the shepherd's leading him, if one gets a little bit stray and he's got to go after him, sometimes a wolf would climb up into the wool. And this is where you get the term sheep in wolf's clothing, or, or wolf in sheep's clothing. That's where it comes from. And so the, the, the whole idea is for the, the, the wolf to get into the, the sheep pen. So what the, what the, what the shepherd do, the loving shepherd does, is he, he puts his staff of protection up as a standard. There's a standard in which the sheep have to jump over. He sets the standard and, it, and the sheep would come up and they would jump over the staff of protection. And they, he, they, another one would come, another one would come, and then there would be a sheep that would stop at the gate and stop and can't jump over because there's something on board that is causing him not to be able to go to the next level. Not to be able to jump the standard. Not to be able to live that life because the, the shepherd has set a standard for us to abide by. And, and when a sheep would come up and doesn't want to jump, he takes the hook of the staff and he puts it underneath the belly of the sheep. He flips it and then he strikes it, killing the wolf. There are certain standards that we have to meet. And it's not difficult, but it costs you everything. He's got to be Lord. For you have to, for you to live the abundant life in this next season, I want to tell you, he's got to be Lord. There are too many things out there that if you just try to do it like you did it last time or the last season, if you just try and if, if you could just work harder and work smarter and, and you get around the right people, you work the room and you get an elevation to your, your job promotion or whatever. It is, I want to tell you, it's not going to work like it did the last season because there's just way too many things that are distracting and stealing and killing and trying to destroy. And I want to tell you, but it can be the most abundant season of your life if you just make Jesus Lord. I'm trying to help you this morning. Not an easy message to preach. But I want to tell you, this is the answer. This message this morning is the answer to solving your problems and the abundance of God that he wants so much more to pour into you than you could even ever want. He wants to bless you more. Psalms 23, verse 5. You prepare a table before me. Somebody say feasting table. Before me. You prepare a feasting table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. 
This is a season of abundance and a season of power and a season of advancement and a season to be encouraged because the Lord God Almighty is sitting on his throne and he's distributing power to them that bow low. I don't even know how to tell you how blessed that Tammy and I have been in this last season. My children, blessed. Our lives, blessed. Just financial blessing after blessing. It's just, it's just crazy. Now, don't say it must be nice. Or it might work for you, but I want to tell you, I'm the least likely that it should have worked for. The abuse and the trauma and the, and, and the, and the betrayal and, 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 and that was just yesterday. <laughs> just kidding. No, yesterday was an amazing day. But all the things that should dictate to me do not dictate to me. Because I cried out to the Lord. In the midst of the problem, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the situation, in the midst of the betrayal, in the midst of the rejection, in the midst of all the hurts and, and wounds, I, I, be, I just said, Lord God, I do not know what's going on, but Father God, I know you've blessed me. And there's just seasons where you've got to stand on the word of God, and I'm giving a word of God. He has designed you for this season. You have all the resources that you need to more than conquer. He, he has not forgot his promises. There's over 7,000 promises towards men from God in the Bible. Over 7,000 promises towards men from God. Forget not my benefits. The promises of God are yes and amen to them that believe. Say, I am an anointed believer. Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 4 says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Say, I'm anointed to preach good news. I'm not a critic. I'm not a doubter. And I'm not a bad reporter. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the broken heart, to proclaim liberty for the captives and release in darkness for those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, that they might be oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor, that they might go back and rebuild the ruins and restore the places long devastated. There's an anointing upon your life to get up and go down and restore. Bring restoration to relationships. Bring restoration to your finances. Bring re restoration to your community. It is a season to take back from what the enemy stole and, and advance. Say it's my season to advance. In Jesus mighty name. Hallelujah. So once again I never got to anything I wanted to talk about. I am beyond my time again. Father God, if Kevin is watching this, which I'm sure he is on the way home, forgive me. 
We love you. We do pray for a safe journey and you have a fantastic time with the, with the guys. We are in the Davis power. This is, this is a moment in history that if you will heed this word this morning and you go before the Lord and say, Lord, change me. I, I may not, there, there are sins of omission in your life. There's sins of commission with lusty eyes, lust, flesh, pride of life, but there are also sins of omission. Areas in your life where you don't know you're missing the mark, but you're missing the mark. Sometimes you just don't know because of the trauma, because of the conditional training. Spend some time with him. Break off the curse of casual Christianity and become red hot, flaming hot. He, he said if you're, he prefer you to be cold or hot. If you're lukewarm, he says, I, I spit you out of my mouth. Tough words, tough season. But I want to guarantee you, if you can, if you can make these decisions, and he's given you a grace this morning, this will be the greatest season that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has ever seen. Say, Father, help me get rid of the little foxes that are trying to nip the anointing off my life. Father, I receive all of your goodness right now. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah, amen.